Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 236. Yeah, they're going quick. I've got a real great guest for this Wednesday interview show, folks. He's a member of the WP Tonic Roundtable. He's always a laugh. He always provides good content. He's the founder of WP Crafter, one of the largest YouTube channels that specialize in giving advice around WordPress with over 30,000 subscribers. That's Adam Preisler. Hey, Adam, would you like to give an extra introduction about what you do and what you're about? Yeah, well, first I'll say thanks for having me on the interview show here. And um, for people that listen to the podcast, you might have heard or seen me on the Friday roundtables. Those are actually a lot of fun to do. I hope you tune into those. If you're listening to these, you should really listen to those because that's where people are. I guess the filter, there's, there's no filter going on there. We're all just who we are. But yes, my name is Adam from WPCrafter.com. You can also see me on YouTube where most of what I do is I create video content for YouTube around WordPress. I like to say to help people get better results faster with WordPress. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Um, Kim, my co-host, cannot join us today. She's still sorting out some personal problems around the hurricane and some other issues but she'll be on the friday show and she'll try and be more regular she's getting there folks but she's had a lot to deal with recently um so she won't be joining us but um i just want to go straight into it um adam basically you've been involved in technology for quite a period haven't you before you got a bit engrossed with wordpress that's correct would you like to give some detail about some of the things you've done in the past absolutely you know i'm just one of those like really curious people that likes technology and i mean i love technology especially these days with all these open source projects i'm not talking about just wordpress wordpress is obviously open source but you have so many other open source projects that you could do the most amazing things for example say you're a business and you need a phone system there's an open source program you can install on your computer you got a ten thousand fifty thousand dollar phone system um all kinds of open source software so um uh, actually, it was my love of open source software. I think it was like uh, 2009 I opened up, a, I was really into telephone, open source telephone technology, something called Asterisk, and I opened up a call center, and it was all around open source technology. It was a telemarketing room pretty much, and we had employees that were making outbound calls. People that we weren't cold calling, people were asking us to call them for the product and service that we were offering. And we scaled that up using open source technology that costs nothing. We scaled that up to making 26,000 phone calls per day and also using the same technology for another call center, making 100,000 phone calls per day. So we were really, 
really killing it uh, with the technology front. So I've really just loved that technology can allow you to do anything like that, you know. Um, so that's just kind of what uh, what's like driven me. I just really like things like that. And so it, WordPress was a natural fit after that. And it's just amazing how you can use this free open source software and build an entire platform for yourself on the internet. And it doesn't have to cost you anything. It's just a little bit of time. Yeah, I was thinking about if there's any linkage to the people on the panel on Friday or a lot of the people we interview on the Wednesday interview show. And I, I think there, there is one characteristic that links a lot of them, and that is their lifetime life time learners that um they're interested in things um would you classify yourself like that really well absolutely i mean here's a perfect example um i know this is goes out over video and over audio if you're watching the video you see this kind of a purple light behind me and that's because my latest thing that i'm into is those amazon i can't say her name devices because mine will turn on uh amazon alexa Okay, she just turned on. And the Philips Hue lights, you know, so I'm now fully automating my entire house. And it's so affordable to do it this days. But yes, absolutely. I'm always getting into something new. And right now it's been uh, these uh, really cool Philips Hue lights. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We are technology addicts. That's a good way of putting it. Right. So um, what led you to WordPress then, Adam? Well, actually, I had in that prior business, I talked about the call center. I had actually, that's when I first used WordPress, heard about WordPress. This was way back in 2009, though. And so when that closed up around 2010, 2011, uh, it was short-lived because some laws had changed. Um, The business was doing amazing but then some laws had changed and we had to stop doing business, which was was fine. Um, I really, my transition was getting into online marketing, marketing myself or, or writing reviews online. And that's what led me to WordPress. And there is that tinkering gene in me where I've just got to master something. I've got to figure it out. I've got to use it. I've got to push it. I got to see everything I can do with it. And that's probably exactly when it started. And then right after that in 2012, I think that's the year I uploaded my first video to YouTube and it's the same motivator, right? I could buy a webcam for 70 bucks, a mic for 50 bucks, and now I have a video production studio. So let's see where this goes. And that's kind of how it, it all kind of came to be. So how long did it take before, you know, I think you in previous discussions on the roundtable show, you you said you almost straight away after the first few videos got feedback that encouraged you to continue. But when did it um, really occur to you that you were kind of really probably building a real business here with your YouTube channel and your affiliates and everything else? Well, um, I think that this actually might shock you. Uh, That actually switch flipped in my head. 2000, summer of 2016, I was in Las Vegas, your part of town. I was staying at the Red Rock Casino, chilling out at the pool. And I looked to my wife and I say, you know, honey, I think I'm going to stop everything I do 
and just pursue this WordPress YouTube channel. And she's always been an amazing support to me. My wife has always believed in anything that I want to do that I could be successful at it. And that's really when the shift happened uh, for me to stop doing everything and focus on it. And I think what it was, was that, well, obviously the channel was getting traction. It was starting to get some some real traction. How long did you sorry to interrupt? How long had you been running it before before this that moment? Uh, the way it started was I just threw up a couple and they were kind of unfortunately low quality videos because you know everything's a learning curve. You just get better over time at anything, right? And so I threw those up in 2014 it was in 2014 I threw a couple of videos up but then I didn't pay attention I wasn't consistent but then I went back and I thought oh my gosh wow people actually are watching this and they're commenting on that and they like it and why don't I just make another video and make another video? And I, at that point, I never thought that my main primary focus would be to create to training and tutorials for people on YouTube. I never really started out thinking I would do that, um, but I did and transparency, I did want to somehow create a platform for myself, whether it be a blog or this or a podcast. It just so happened that this is what really took off for me. So I think you said, and you have to correct me, because um, you told me that you were involved with this um, company that you were co-founder and owner of, that in the end for for regular eight, for government um, meddling, you had to close down. Um, but I think you said then you were doing some IT consultancy. Is that correct? Yeah. So after that, um, well, actually, I've always been really good with technology, obviously, yeah. right? Because to to make videos, you've got to have a desire to figure out how to make it all work together. And you just got to be willing to learn these things. And I've always had this willingness to learn something new and actually in a satisfaction from it, uh, learning new things. And I never, you know what it is? It's um, the life of an entrepreneur is a smart entrepreneur that hasn't found their path is you're constantly reinventing yourself. You're constantly flexible enough to shift gears or you just get stuck with something in and uh, it becomes a dead end and you end up in an employment line or a welfare line. That's the life of an entrepreneur, unfortunately. I mean, that's the reality of it. Um, so for me, uh, yes, I did do some IT consulting, had some clients. It was always very easy for me to find clients because I, gosh, not to toot my own horn, I'm actually very analytical and I'm very good at figuring things out, um, cause and effect type of stuff. So I was always great at setting things up, fixing things. I'll go in, someone might take 10, 10 hours to fix something, I'll fix it in 10 minutes because I'm able to, to quickly figure things out. Um, it's just one of my, uh, thank you, Google, by the way. I'll give some props to Google because that's how you fix everything these days, right? Google and now YouTube. Yeah, that's true. So um, when, so you decided to concentrate on the YouTube channel. What were some of the early lessons that you observed and learned around growing, basically, your your YouTube channel? 
Well, I think I, well, I've definitely learned a lot. I've learned a lot of the things you shouldn't do. I, I learned through mistakes, you know, cause I tend to be a jump in feet first type of guy. And anyone that's an entrepreneur, you really need to be willing to make mistakes and be willing to um, have things not be perfect for the sake of getting it started, right? I'm sure you can relate to this and I'm sure many of the listeners can actually relate to this. So my first couple of videos, uh, I actually didn't have my face in it. There wasn't like a live video of me in the video. And I think pretty early on, I thought, you know, I wanna be able to make a connection with people. And I think being able to see them Mm-hmm. in the camera can kind of help that. And, you know, I'm willing to put myself out there. And that's actually, I'll be honest, was a very real fear for me. Um, and I think for a lot of people's this willingness to, to put yourself out there like that, to not only put your name on something, but then to put your face on it, because what ends up happening is you open yourself to criticism, Right. You know, look at any. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And some of the most vile criticism actually is on social media, but YouTube, which is technically social media, right? You throw up a video and someone will say, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a complete idiot. You know, and I have to see comments like this. But you know what? One of the things I learned is you can't like... You, you, you just delete it, just delete it. Don't respond, just delete it. Just ban them from your YouTube channel because, you know, people are going to, you're going to have all types of people see your stuff and you're going to get attacks and some might be valid because I do make mistakes and I'll be the first to say I do make mistakes. Valid criticisms always well, welcome. Well, you do <laughs> but, make mistakes, but also, also you have your opinions and other people have their opinions, don't they? You know, um, and we all are entitled to those opinions. You know, I actually have a comment I got today. Someone called me a complete idiot on this uh, security review I did. I talked about five security plugins. And a lot of times well, what it is. All I, can say all, all I can say, audience, is one thing I know about Adam is that he's no idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. And, you know, yes. It's, um, uh, you, you just, you just get these things and there's nothing you could do about it, uh, but just not take it and internalize it. But that's one of the things I actually really learned, uh, really was to be willing to, to get through my fear of putting myself out there, then putting my face on it and being willing to open myself up to the criticism where a lot of people, that's a hard leap for them. Even today, you know, I probably shouldn't even bring this up. There was like a big thing on Facebook. There was a Facebook group and there was probably like a hundred people trashing me in it. That's okay. That's okay. I'm willing to put myself out there and that's just part of what comes with it. Um, but the, the most well, rewarding... So to interrupt again, Adam, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make a habit of it, but... That's okay. Um, but you're, um, you have opinion, you're in the media, you're there, it's partly education and entertainment. You do provide um, reviews and you provide, um, you're not wishy-washy. Um, that's probably linked to your success, you know, a part of your success. But it's also, it is um, people that, I'm trying to struggle with the right words, don't realise the game that you're involved in, they 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 over re- respond in some ways, don't they? 
Yeah, and that's actually, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that is the approach I try to make with my videos. Because to be honest, watching some tutorial videos can be the most boring thing on planet Earth. If you can't inject your personality into it and try to make it fun and be willing to take a position, and that is a pro and a con, right? I'm willing to take a position. If something's crap, I'm actually going to say it's crap, uh, but I try not to make negative reviews. But if someone asks me, I will answer you because I'm, I'm in my mind, I feel like I'm looking out for you, you know, because there is a lot of stuff out there, but I do want to make my content like enjoyable. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Um, I would never make any video if it was scripted. So if I'm having to sit there and do all this scripting, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it. But I will click record and I will have some loose notes of what I'm going to talk about. And I'm just going to say what comes to my mind and comes out of my mouth. And you get me. You do get me. And, and you're right. Some people don't realize what I'm actually trying to do with the content. And they might take things literally sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll go for our break, Adam. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the equipment your processes because I'm um, I'm fascinated by you um, YouTube and um, to have the chance to talk to a, a such a successful YouTube uh, marketer is a great opportunity so we'll be back in a minute folks do you want to spend more time making money online then use WP tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner they will keep your WordPress website secure and up-to-date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back, folks. We've um, got Adam with WP Crafter. Um, so, Adam, can you give some insight about some of the equipment you use? Um, let's start with the editor. Um, are you, what editor do you use for the video? When I started, well, first, let me say something to the audience. I think everyone should give serious consideration into starting a YouTube channel. Whether your video, it's face to video or just a screen recording, there's this concept that's floating around right now. And I really like the simplicity, simplicity of it. It's just one simple phrase, share everything you know. So if you're a web developer, a web agency, a software developer, you have a plugin, make some videos, get on YouTube and show people how to use it or show people your knowledge or through case studies. If you're a web developer, it goes a long way for people to fill a connection with you and actually want to do business with you. And I, I and, and YouTube's free, by the way, there's no cost to upload anything and have a channel. So absolutely everyone should give some serious consideration to it. Now the, the best part about it is the equipment doesn't really cost much. So for video editing, actually the most expensive thing is a video editing software. 
So I'm on a Mac. I started using ScreenFlow, and ScreenFlow is fantastic. A lot of people that have Macs talk about it. But last year, Camtasia came out with a new version for the Mac and for the PC, and they rewrote it. And now, I back in December, I switched to Camtasia because in my opinion, it's far superior now and you can do a whole lot more. Now, ScreenFlow is like only 99 bucks, but I think Camtasia might be 199. But yeah. one of the neat things is it's now cross compatible, yeah. which means I can record, if I had a video editor, I can record on the Mac and send it to them if they have a PC and vice versa. And um, what, but, what is um, one or two key features that it has that you think makes it more superior? Then um, screen capture. Well, I'll say for me, uh, if screen, you've seen screen, any of, fl screen flow, sorry. Yes, absolutely. Well, if you've seen any of my videos, here's a perfect example. If you've seen any of my videos, you know I put me in actually a circle, so you're not seeing all this stuff around the room. You're just seeing my my talking instead of a straight talking head. I'm in a circle. I put a little drop shadow in it. Um, it's up in the top right corner, so I've got this circle mask. So you could do some advanced things like put a mask on any of the video. You can. There's uh, much more advanced animations than what you can get out of ScreenFlow. So there's a whole suite of animations. Um, uh, so those are really the main things for me. It's the animation. So you can like make some really cool lower thirds if you wanted to with it and just copy and paste it across. Um, so in fact, on my other YouTube channel, I do have two. Um, my other YouTube channel, I actually have a video comparison, comparing ScreenFlow to Camtasia. It's a very popular video. And uh, I kind of show why I like Camtasia now and why I switched. Oh, great. Can you give some insight about your production flow then? Um, basically, where do you get the ideas and uh, how long does the videos take and your basic production flow? Do you mind doing that, Andrew? Yeah, and I'll actually give some editing tips because when I got this editing idea in my head, this editing tip idea that I kind of came up with but probably was out there anyway, I just think it was my idea. I actually fired my editor because I found out that I can edit faster than them oh. now if I just do this thing. So this one little trick has saved me from having to have an editor. Um, so, uh, well, I get the ideas – they actually come to me. People ask me for things in the comment section of my YouTube channel. I reply to every single comment. People are asking for things. I get ideas that way. I get ideas on social media. I try to follow what's going on with WordPress and I get ideas from that as well. So there's actually never um, a shortage of vi ideas on videos that you can make. Um, as long as you're plugged into whatever the uh, topic is that your channel's about. Um, so for me, I, I, I kind of try to kind of come up with the idea of the video and then I'll spend the day kind of thinking about it. Not like I'm in some deep thought and it's taking up all this time, but I really think about it. Now, if I'm doing a tutorial, I, obviously I have to practice it. So I, I make sure I have the steps right. And then I literally just click on record. And here is that, that, that trick for editing. So if I make a 10 minute video, this is what I do. Inevitably, when you're making a video, there's going to be times when you're, you're drawing a blank. That's a figure of speech, meaning you don't even know what you're going to say next or how you want to word it, right? This is a very common thing. 
And so what I do is, so if I'm say talking and everything and I don't know what I'm going to say next, I freeze and I, I just freeze and I sit there and I think about what I'm going to say next. And then I make sure I leave a, like a five or a 10 second gap and then I continue on. And the reason I do that is later, when, whenever you're editing, the audio portion generates what's called the waveform. So you can actually visually see where these pauses are. So then I know I just need to go jump, jump through the pauses. And so now I can make a 30-minute video. It takes me 35 minutes to record. It takes me about 10 minutes to edit. And then, and then I just export it and then upload it to YouTube. So um, honestly, I spend more time probably making the YouTube thumbnail and writing the description and coming up with a title than I do actually editing it because of this uh, editing trick. Oh, yeah. I think it, what Adam just said is totally logical um, because the editing, when you – learning just to stop not to panic and giving a long enough break because it shows up um, more effectively in the sound file where you have a break once you leave a reasonable gap um, spot on. Yes, and, and when the reason that's a real big benefit is, so say you're recording a long video, say it's an hour-long video, you know, it's a little tedious to sit there and watch it from beginning to end. I actually don't watch it from beginning to end anymore in editing. I just jump to these edit points. Yeah. And if I say something the wrong way, what I do is say I mispronounce a word. I'll wait a couple seconds and then I'll, I'll say, delete that last word. And then I'll wait five seconds and then I'll just pick up. And so what that means is I end up getting these real smooth cuts. If I do my freezing my face, you can't even notice I did a cut. I gotta say that though, um, I think you're um, of. This is really high praise for you, Adam. Um, I think your videos, I really enjoy them. I actually um, put them in the same league from Shane from Fry Themes, um, the actual quality and the consistency. Um, how do you manage to be so consistent in the quality that you produce? I think it boils down to having a um, a system in place and you're trying to constantly improve that. So one of the best things that I like to encourage people to do that might be interested in creating videos, you can come to my channel, watch um, the first video, <laughs> and then maybe watch a video six months after that and six months after that and six months after that. And you'll see that there's this constant uh, iteration, constant improvement. In fact, Shane from Thrive Themes, that's actually one of his big messages, right? If you're yeah. an entrepreneur, you just got to get it out there and constantly make uh, incremental improvements. And so honestly, and, and he actually knows this because I've told him this, that um, that holds me in a circle. I actually got that idea from them. <laughs> if you notice, they do the same thing, their editor. I'm, I'm more than willing to say when I get inspired by someone. And I've definitely told him that I was inspired by that. But I think when you can boil your video process into an actual process, the, it's not really hard to make the video. Um, because what happens is, and you know, having a podcast with anything in life, you just get better as time goes on. So in the beginning, oh, I'm gonna, I don't know what to say. I got a lot of ums and ahs and the editing and all that. But the easier you can actually make it, the whole thing from A to Z, the more likely you are to do it. Uh, but I will say, 
with YouTube, there's this, there's this metric where you kind of have to create, if you want YouTube to promote your videos for you, you have to create three pieces of content per week, whether it be a video or creating a new unique playlist. So I kind of have to do three of something per week or YouTube's gonna start promoting my content less for me and I, I don't want that to happen. I didn't realize that. All right, that's um, we discussed that in the bonus content in more detail. So, um, basically, um, when you were starting, did you promote it? Did you have an email list? How did you, or was it just organic people finding and you just producing more and more? Well, I'm actually very proud of the fact that I, I, I want everyone to know that I started at zero, no email list. No, nothing, no Facebook, no social media presence, literally zero, not a subscriber, not an email, not anything. I literally started everything at zero. And over time, I haven't uh, done paid traffic. So a lot of, there are a couple channels that maybe have grown faster in, in terms of subscribers, but it's because they're paying four to $5,000 per month to advertise their video on in front of other videos on YouTube. Right. I never did that. And actually that could be to my detriment. Uh, I do think I, I should be looking into it, but I literally started at zero in it for YouTube. It really just boils down to the right title, the right thumbnail image. And you also need to have that kind of a call to action. So if I can get someone to come back, that's what you're after because Realistically, my channel receives about 200,000 views per month, but my subscriber increase, actually there's some really cool YouTube metrics, right? Only about 9% of those views are from subscribers. So I've got this huge room for growth, right? If I can kind of tap into that other, and that's actually a good statistic in the sense that I'm actually doing pretty good. But if I could just get the other 92 people, percent of the people to click subscribe and turn on notifications, I'm going to do a lot better. Um, but I did start at zero and, and there's a room for people, the listeners, anyone that wants to start a YouTube channel, there is total room to start from zero without an email list. And, and you, obviously there's things you could do to help yourself along the way. And I think what's good is if you create content for certain uh, audiences and you know where those audiences are on the internet, you create it, put it on YouTube, and then share the video with that group of people. Uh, but yes, I definitely started at zero, and there's no everything was organically grown. Right, thanks for that. I, I think we'll wrap it up for the podcast part of the show, folks, and we'll go into bonus content. Adam's been generous to say he'll stay on for another 10, 15 minutes, and we'll go into more of the nitty-gritty about how you get audience with YouTube and um, some of the other things that he does to prepare each show. Um, so, Adam, I'd like to tell the audience how people can get hold of you and learn more about you and the things you're up to. Absolutely. Uh, I would encourage you to just, you can come to my website at wpcrafter.com or it might be more 
current to just jump on the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash WP Crafter. That'll take you straight to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and click on subscribe and there's a little bell off to the right of the subscribe button. When you click on that, YouTube will send you a friendly email when I upload a new video. You'll get an email notification. You can decide if that is a video that might bring some value to you, but I'd love to have you visit the channel, ask a question. I respond to every question, comment, literally everyone. I spend a lot of time doing that um, because it matters to me. It matters to me to create a connection and interaction and provide value to you. But I'd love to have you on the channel. Oh, thanks for that, Adam. And if you need to get hold of um, me, um, and uh, I love feedback, folks, um, it's quite easy. Go on Twitter at WPTonic. Or you can email my own personal Twitter feed at Jonathan Denwood, our Facebook, um, WP Tonic. Um, or you can email me at Jonathan at WP Tonic.com. We love your comments. We love your feedback. Guests you would like on the show, anything you would like us to cover, it's fantastic to get feedback. And if you do get a spare moment and you can leave us a review on iTunes, it really, really does help. Another thing I'd like to point out is that you want to listen to the bonus content is go to the WP Tonic website and you'll be able to see the additional bonus content on um, the show notes. And we normally, for our um, interviews, we do a full transcription and have all the links um, of any products or services that we're discussing. So do go to the website to find out more and just to finish off folks uh, remember we do our round table show on friday there blast we normally have a guest and our normal regular panel and it's unfiltered like what adam says and we we normally i think we cover some great content in that show so we're wrapping up folks and we'll see you next wednesday where we're going to have a business person that that utilizes facebook for their business entrepreneur or just a facebook um facebook wordpress i've got facebook on the brain uh wordpress wordpress junkie we'll see you next week folks bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week